Bros. You're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 47. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My sparring partner, Nightcrawler. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. We got this. This is a very special episode. We got the hosts of Beyond the Metagame. Peon, yeah. what's up, buddy? Yo, guys, it's so good to be here. Uh, AV and I, uh, Peon speaking, listen to you guys' show week in, week out, and it's awesome that we, we can finally get together and talk with you. Yeah, it's really exciting. Like, I I love, like, interacting with your with your community. You've done a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and uh, we had Peon come on uh, come on your stream once and uh, give, you, <laughs> and give, you, give you a lesson on Smash. So I love I love all of these interactions, and I'm glad that I'm glad that I could finally be here to talk. We are so, so very glad to have you. Before we jump into everything, guys, if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. The chair I'm sitting in is from OP Seat. I love this thing. You go to n64josh.com slash OP Seat. You automatically save $10 at checkout. It's going to be it for ads. We want to get to the content. There's, there's, I did my first local, like, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be a crazy show. So uh, we're going to do a little, little. Well, let's 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 get into this. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be kind of different than our normal show. Normally, we you know we've got we're we're going to go through our news and all that kind of stuff. We're just going to kind of talk. This is going to kind of just be like conversation time. Two Smash Bros. podcasts coming together to just. You know, we're going to take some questions from the chat, talk about, you know, just how we're doing with the game, that kind of stuff. I'm going to kick it off with just like asking you guys, Peon, give us just a quick lowdown of your show. Like we've mentioned you guys on here before, but like kind of break it down for us. Sure thing. Sure thing. So when, when me and uh, AV set off, we wanted to, cause you know, who, who's AV and Peon in this match community, it's kind of a meritocracy where the most popular content creators are the best players, right? Zero, Leffen, the big guys in the content creation space are also uh, the biggest guys who, you know, who compete. And so AV and I thought, okay, we can't just talk uh, about Smash. We're not, we don't have the personalities for it. We're not smart enough. We're not funny enough. So we, we, it has to have some sort of utility. So what we do is we try to make people, we try to equip them with the tools to both be better at the game and to have more fun with it. So that's kind of our mission statement. And that's what each week uh, we try to do that. And we also bring on experts to, to contribute their insight and uh, help us with our cause. I love it. I love it. Amy, you got anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that Pion summed it up really well, but, um, in, in general, like our whole shtick is that we're looking at beyond the metagame. We're looking at what are, what can people do without touching a controller, which is kind of a really cool concept. It's because when you, when you think about improving at a video game, you don't think about, it's like, you don't think about meditation or your, or sleep habits or learning how to learn a new technique or improving, yeah, improving things that that appear tangential to like progressing as a gamer, but there's so many things that that we've experienced as competitors and so many like situations that we've been in that we thought that we would have really valuable insight. So that's kind of where we're coming from and why I think people, we we have received some traction, even though we weren't really known before it as, as Peon said. Yeah. I love, I love the, uh, I love the content. Right. I love I love listening to you guys. And like, you know, I do find myself like like thinking about just the the mind game. Like one thing I've wanted to talk about on this show that I I just I just forget to to bring it up. I used to play golf. Any of you guys golf at all? I I golf. I golf. I'm a bit of a golfer. Okay, so when I first got into golfing, which was a long time ago at this point, I like I had some some old school books that I picked up like like really like from the fifties, I think like, so the, the lessons from the, the so I remember one of the things they said is there's like, there's like 110 things you need to remember for your golf swing. And you're going to remember about three of those every time you, you step up to the ball. And I'm telling you, like, I feel that with smash, I feel like there's about 110 different things I could do every time I start a new match. And I remember about three. of them. 
well, th- well, that's the beautiful thing about about I, I do see the analogy between golf and smash because golf, it's one of those things where there's a hundred different ways to get better. And it's almost like, uh, you know, you're walking down a path and it forks and every single option you pick, there's another fork and so on. And it's exponential. And there's so many things to think about. And, and that's the beauty of smash. That's the complexity of it. That's what we love about it. But if you just tell someone, you know, the most common question that AB and I get is, okay, how do I get better? I just want to get better. And the reason that there isn't an answer to that is because there's so many aspects of the game itself, which you can improve on, you know, uh, neutral, uh, option mix-ups, uh, edge guarding, recovering. Uh, and then, of course, out of game, you know, um, being confident in front of a stream of people, uh, playing a matchup you've never played before. There's all these different little things that you have to learn in your quest to become a good Smash player. And I do see that in golf as well. I, I think it's an appropriate analogy. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think it's really cool to think about, about like all of these, these concepts that you theoretically have to lock down like a yeah, hundred different things when you're playing Smash. You have to think about the neutral, the advantage, character matchups. There's 70x70 character matchups in this game. Like that well, alone more, is more like, when you more when you add the Mies in with all their crazy combinations. <laughs> there you go. You have to know like which you have to know the costume matchups. You have to know like if the certain costume is going to throw you off. Like you don't like pirates. Like you have to know <laughs> playing against to be a be costume pirate. But but the thing is, is that over time people talk about this thing called autopilot. Autopilot is has often like been like a good thing and in a, in a, has been viewed in a good light and a bad light. And in my opinion, the things that you do automatically are kind of get wrapped up in this. Like you have a hundred things, but most of them, once you start training them, you lock them away. They become standard. So you don't really have to think about them actively. There's a few things. There's a few set things that you think about actively that I think are 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 really are really crazy like mind games and like stuff that's interacting with the other player. Yeah, I really like the way you said that because that's exactly it. It's right now for me it's a bad thing because when I go into autopilot, it's it's full hops at like <laughs> kind of jumping away from my opponent and then trying to throw a back air. Like that is like that is my autopilot to a T. My first match in my local yesterday, that was like, I, I, you know, I really wasn't all that nervous, but I really felt like as soon as I started playing, I forgot everything. <laughs> that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it felt like. And so, uh, I totally get that. But as you practice, the longer you play, the more you start kind of, you know, um, just building that arsenal, those things will be, will be, uh you will be doing autopilot like that. And that's, I mean, for me, that's, I mean, I was really hoping I would be further along, especially like for streaming and that kind of stuff, because when it's, when it's in autopilot mode and it's good, you're able to interact a little better. You're not like, yeah. you're not leaning as far forward. You know what I'm saying? You're not having to concentrate so hard. So, so wait, so Josh, I'm, I'm curious when you, when you uh, did your tournament yesterday, do you feel like, first of all, I, I also, I want to hear all about it. Please walk us through that. But before you do, um, you know, do you feel like you played differently? Were you the same Josh or were you, did you play a little bit more conservative than you normally would? Like how, how did stream Josh or how does stream Josh compare to in tournament Josh? I would say this. I think we, um, you know, it was a little, the, there was 200 over, I think over 200 people. Right. So it was, it was big. I was like, am I even in the right place? Cause like, <laughs> they had different um, different areas set up for the pools. Right. And so, but what was kind of confusing is it said, you know, station one, two, three, and four are here. And then they had station three is right there. And station four is right there. And then nothing for one or two. So I was like, I don't even know if I'm in this room or if I'm supposed to be way over. There was this room all the way across GameWorks, And so uh, that was, that was just a little bit confusing at first, but when I finally sat down, you know, I had talked with a few people kind of, you know, just, uh, just some small talk, things like that. That was, that was pretty cool. When I finally sat down and my first opponent picked King K rule, I was like, Oh, I got this <laughs> right. Like, that's how I felt. I felt like I got this. And I think I almost went into it with a little, uh, maybe overconfident, 
And then I ended up just doing stupid things and not, I know that my matchup with rule, I've got to, I have to punish his mistakes because although he's got great recovery and all that other stuff, he's, you get him to whiff something and he's, he's easily punishable, but I kept attacking shield and doing just stupid things. Like, like it just, and it takes me like even on stream, a lot of times it's, it's either one or the other. It's my first game is my best game of the day or I get warmed up and then things start, you know, kind of start firing on all cylinders. And so, uh, the first I landed, I mean, I landed a killer spike against rule and then I couldn't turn around and get my up B and I, I, I SD like I, I, I up B the wrong direction and the guy bro stopped. He actually, he was in our tournament today. He's a super cool guy. Uh, Sith, I believe is his name or, or Scythe or something like that. So, hmm. um, uh, so it's good chat with him. It was his first term. Like everybody I talked to, they're like, Oh, this is my first time. Or a lot of people, you know, this is my first, this is my first one. The, all three people I played, the only, the, the last guy I played, uh, for my third round, he had played, uh, at don't park on the grass. Mm. And that was his first, that was his first, uh, time trying to play competitively. So, so, uh, I got two owed my first match and then sat down with the next one, lost the first match. And then after that, things kind of just completely turned around. And I, I, I can remember a point in the game where I did a forward throw to a dash attack to a spike and I had the kid on the ropes the rest of the game. He was just like, he, he literally, he just goes, whoa. And at that point, like there was, there was, he, he, he didn't come back from it. So yeah, doing the, the, the zero backpack cam stream your tournament and then throw that one on the daily spike, man. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told him, I told him to do that when we were getting off, getting off, uh, the, the podcast yesterday. I was like, you got your son with you. He's like, you got a, you got a cameraman with you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And turn, he, turn on Streamlabs on your phone. I, and I should have done that. I should have. I should have for the for my third, um, my third match. So, so what happened with my third match is, uh, he was Roy. So I was like, okay, well, this is good because Crawler's been, been been playing Roy. Wait, and Josh, to clarify, this is your. Th- so you won another match in losers. So I get to your third. Yeah, my pools. second match, I won oh, pools in pools. Right. So it then was round robin pools or was. Uh, it, I'm a little, I don't, I, this is, it's, some of it's still kind of new to me. So like, yeah, yeah. Did everybody play everybody or was it like double elimination in your pool? It was double elimination. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I lost my first and then won my second one. And, uh, and then going into the third one, I barely lost the first match. Okay. Just barely lost the first match by the second match. Again, things started popping and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to, uh, I'm going to be able to beat this guy. And I was, I was losing percentage wise, but I had him in about 40 and we were on, uh, I believe we were on town and city and I hit the spike. I got the lightning. I was (laughs) like, and he hit the ledge and it it completely, it just messed with my head. And so like, I was ready to fist bump him and then, oh. and you know, oh, cause God. we, I mean, we both kind of thought it was over Yeah. and then I ended up, I don't even really remember what happened except for I ended up, uh, SDing like, and that's, that's how the match ended. So like, we both were like, no way. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah, and yeah. the thing is the, like my, the momentum had changed and everything like, cause it, mm. I had already spiked him through the, like through the platform once and then almost immediately came back and did it again. So I was like, okay, we're, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going into the third game confident. And then it just came to a screeching halt. That's so the thing. that's one thing that I think my, I love ultimate. It might be my favorite game of all time. I don't want to say that yet. You know what I mean? It's still early. Like they could add a, like, like Joker could come in the game and just have like a one shot button. You know what I mean? Like the game, you know what I mean? Right. Piranha plant could just have a move where he eats you at 0%. Piranha uh, plant so. gets you from across the stage. So you never know. Dude, you're right. Uh, but what, one thing that uh, has broken my heart, similar to how it broke yours is, is that, situation where there's the slow-mo lightning 
and you think you've won the set and 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 you're like whoo i won and you have that little dopamine release and you exhale yes and you're just like oh <laughs> that's exactly yes. what josh had one hand off his controller too yeah, you're people drop their controllers <laughs> you're and, looking yeah. at your son he's cheering you on it's all great. <laughs> you look back at the screen and the game's still going on and 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 that little heartbreaker moment, I think, is one that we'll all start start to understand. Like the whole, like it's not over until the fat lady sings thing. I think is is something really important. But that's the fat game. lady coming out. Like that's the problem. <laughs> like I, I I hope this can like get addressed. I think we've talked about this a little bit on our podcast. I don't know if you guys have or yet yet or not. But like I hope it's something that could be patched eventually because you would think the zeros and ones inside the game could know. And if it's if it's possible to di out of something, or it's it's you're going to hit the stage like it happened with Josh. Like, don't do if, if there's any small chance that it won't kill, don't do it. Yeah, like, so I, that's a really weird thing because like sometimes like bad di can cause these kills, or like no di causes the kills, or like what if you get it on a di mix up? So, like, I think the way that they've programmed it is that there's, like, this sweet spot where they theoretically can get, like, 80%. Because, like, because otherwise, like, it's because you can never guarantee it, right? If it's guaranteed, if, it, if it's guaranteed, then it won't show up. It'll only show up when it's, like, really obvious that, that things will kill. I, I actually have a situation like this. So, you know how, like, DK does his, like, little cargo down throw off stage thing to, 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 to kill people. So, I was in tournament. I was, I was playing as this Pokemon trainer, and I... I, I jumped off stage like she knew she thought she was dead and I cargo down throwed her into the back into the blast zone and, and, it, and it did the huge zoom in the red lightning and uh, and and the thing is I knew that wouldn't kill because I because because like I was because I, I knew the that it with DI and the position that I was at it was there was actually a decent chance that it wouldn't kill and 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 she and she actually like just said okay good game after it and and like started to unplug her controller and I said no <laughs> I was like actually telling her I was like oh it's like yeah it was in my interest to not tell her to do that but I was like don't put your, I was like don't put your controller down. Abby that's a new move that's when you run out and just <laughs> drop the hammer yeah I mean, no I, mercy. I, and she and, and she and she like and she quickly like picked up her controller again and she recovered back to stage but um. I mean, I did, I did, I did end up winning, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it was like, but yeah, there, there are, this is like actually non-trivial. Like there are situations where people are like legitimately like putting down their controllers. As I say, I've only been to my local yeah. twice, uh, here in the last month uh, since I started going, but I've heard so many stories of people talking about the lightning hitting and them either putting down a controller or walking away. Like, yeah. And it, it, it's all recoverable for a lot of times. Crawler, I, I'm inclined the stories to, they're saying. Oh, pardon me. I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you in terms of it would be better if if it was more conservative with how often the red lightning shows up. But I do have to say, if I'm being selfless, and I'm I'm talking about like the the tournament spectators' perspective, I think the drama of the slowdown, like oh he he's dead, he's dead, right? He's dead, and then they survive. Then that's like a really hype moment for the viewer. And I think that Sakurai and their team don't want to give that up. I think, I and I do think that long term for Ultimate as an esport, it is a great moment. And as a player, it can be frustrating. But I think, I think we just have to deal with. It. I think it's one of those things that sucks. But I think, like net, if you if you account for everybody's experience, I think it makes the game better. I don't know. I, feel free to I, feel free to disagree. I'm glad it happened when it did. Uh, we can talk about it now that other people can learn from this. Like, don't be, it ain't done until you see game, right? Like, don't, don't put your controller down. Don't assume for a second that it's finished. That's the thing I've learned the most about ultimate is that there is a lot we have to adapt to. That doesn't make it bad. It makes it different than what we're used to. And it just means we have to adapt. And I'm, you know, it's, that's, that's just the way it is. Like you can complain or you can adapt and improve. That's 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 kind of where my head is at the thing that was the one of the coolest things about the local one people were awesome right but my son sits down he plays a snake and gets two owed and the guy just laughed at him right huh. so i was like well that's not cool right so and i i didn't find this out until after the fact and so uh, then he played his uh his second match uh, against a uh 
I, I can't remember if he played his first one against a peach and that guy laughed or the, I don't remember, but he just played a peach and a, and a snake and uh, both matches were rough for him. And he plays, he he's been playing uh, breath of the wild link. Mm. And so he's just sitting there because I'm still, I'm still in. Right. And so he went and sat down and, and we both had our switches with us. And so he, he somebody else there was like, Hey, do you want to just play? And so they started playing and the guy just looks at him after he beat him, just looks at him and goes, stop dodging and throw stuff at me. And that's all he said. And after that, the guy did not win again against my son. <laughs> right? And so my son is pumped. He lost two matches, but then he's like, this was awesome. Like I just needed that. Then we came, we, we got home cause we didn't stay for the whole thing. It was going to go super late. And, mm. and so we, we ended up coming back and, um, he jumps in and starts playing young link because he just, he wanted to be able. And so all of a sudden he's just, he's at first after he lost the two, I was like, Oh, he's going to be bummed out. This is you know, he's not going to want to come back. No. As soon as he talked to that one person that gave him that, that advice and he was able to immediately see improvement. He's like, no, this was the best, the best thing for me, you know? So yeah. uh, How old is your son, Josh? He's 15. My my younger one's 15. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's awesome. I think that, um, you know, I've been in the scene a long time, maybe as well. I'm sure you can attest to this. And you do have that that thing, you know, whether it be father or son or brother and his little brother come by and there's like the, you know, a younger, I mean, 15 is not super young, but, um, you know, you're, you're still a, a kid in many respects. And, and it's awesome. I think that one thing that's what I love about Smash is it gives people, young people, old people, all sorts of people, all this like arena uh, to compete in. And we all share this arena. It's kind of cool, you know. I'm, it sucks that 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 guy was rude to your son, the first guy he played. But yeah, maybe that was like an Ash Ketchum Gary Oak moment, right? Like now he has his rival that he'll eventually overcome. <laughs> was that Pokemon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know there weren't any. There were. Come on. There was a, a Pokemon game on the N64. Josh, yeah, you should know. <laughs> He didn't even play. He didn't even beat Mario sixty four until last year. You can't. You can't guarantee that he's played sixty four games. <laughs> this podcast doesn't need more dirty laundry aired out. That's come on. But, but, yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, like as a TO, I think one thing that I received, like the the feedback that I received more than anything else, is that when you make someone's first tournament experience special, when you check in with them, and when you make sure that they're playing new people and make sure that other people who are in clicks are like interacting with them and you make it like a really welcoming, enjoyable experience. Like it does so much for their like attitude about playing competitively. And uh, I, I love to hear stories like this about how like people are inspired by, by even just like one dude who just like just sits out down with them and uh, teaches them a little about the game. But Crawler, yeah. Josh, you guys, you guys both are new to the scene, right? And um, you know, at least in, when when it comes to actually going to events, you know, Crawler, you've been to two tournaments. Josh, yep. you've been to one. Do you, like tell me about? I mean, like, what have you guys learned? Like, what? What? I'm so curious as to what your guys' perspective is on, like, tips to survive your first tournament. Um. Well, I know my first game of my first tournament uh, three weeks ago, <laughs> my first game was put on stream. <laughs> oh. It was just, I think, luck of the draw of just how it went down. But um, luckily, like I work with with uh, some kids that are involved in the scene. And uh, uh, one of the one of my coworkers, his brother is like number one, number two in the state. He's been back and forth kind of. Uh, uh, just throughout Smash Four's history, he's been he's been finishing like routinely like second here since Ultimate's been out. But uh, the fact that I was able to kind of fall in with them and kind of watch watch them play as well, but also that one of my coworkers was commentating my match that was on stream, and I was able to come back home and uh, watch it and listen to some of the stuff that they were saying about my gameplay while I was while I was there doing it was was really good. And I, I've going back and looking at it, I was doing. The exact they called me out for doing it. The exact same thing I was doing: uh, jump, get up off the ledge, and I was trying to do down air attack with Corin, just over and over and over again against a snake, and it was it was getting punished just repeatedly. So that that was that was really good to see. And uh, but the other thing is just like getting to being at a tournament. Just there's anywhere from fifteen to thirty probably stations set up anywhere around, 
if you're if you're in it still, you have time in between your matches. If you're out of it, you can hang out as long as you want, but just float around and watch all these different people playing and you can see all sorts of different tactics and and playstyles and characters being played and you can just try to I mean, I'm pretty introverted when I'm when I'm not here at home or whatever, but if uh if you're comfortable enough talking to people, striking up a conversation, try to get some friendlies going once kind of all the craziness has settled down a little bit when they're not using all the stations or if you have your you have your switch with you so just like uh josh's son did like play some play some uh friendlies just on your switch or whatever and it's it's a good way just to to learn and and see a lot of different uh more so than what you would just like at home online i I think one of my biggest takeaways from it like because i kind of assumed going there that i was going to uh be playing against all these people that had all this experience and that, you know, I was just going to get just beat down. Like, and that really wasn't the case. I didn't feel like any person I played against, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have beat. I, I know that I'm a, I'm a slow starter when it comes to figuring out my opponent. That's, that's why, you know, every, every, all three of those matches, I lost my first, I lost my first round you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I know that's something that, that, that will improve the longer I play the game and the more, you know, the more I get used to it. But that was the biggest thing for me is that like, I was like, you know what, this is just, this is, this is really no different than playing somebody in quick play. It's just that we're going to have a better connection. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, cause you don't know who you're going to be playing on quick play. They could be the best in, you know, whatever state they could be, they could be, you know, crazy good, or they could be just starting out. It, you're mm-hmm. you're going to And that's as popular as this game is. And when there's 200 people there, you know, and you can kind of tell looking around like, Oh, they've, they've been, they've been here a while. Like I said, you know, I got a little gray in my beard and I can see a few other people with some gray in their beard. <laughs> and I'm, and they're like, Oh, I've been here since I've been, we've been doing this since melee, you know, like, and uh, so it, it was just, it was just really cool to see. Like, I would say just don't, I mean, I'm looking at chat too, you know, cause like Leo, his first experience going to smash four was very unpleasant because people were just rude and you know, uh, it's full of old salty dogs as Sykes says there. And so, um, <laughs> you know, and that, and that's totally be the case, but like, everybody's just pumped right now. Everybody's just so excited. I mean, pe- I mean, you know, and, and everybody's kind of showing up nervous and not knowing what to expect other than the people that have been, that have been in the scene for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you guys, because there's this phenomenon that I personally subscribe to, and and it, you guys, I don't know, you, Nicole, you didn't say, but Josh, you went to a 200-person local. Generally, what I found is the smaller the locals, the friendlier the people are, because you know you're forced to treat every single person more like a person when you know, like like when you're 10% of a local, it's a lot different than if you're 0.5% of a local, and in terms of how people treat you, and um, you know, because I've been to some tournaments in SoCal that have had 200 people in it and you know the to they they don't have time to learn your name like they have sponsors and budgets and they just need to get the tournament run and they're more looking to be efficient but if you go to a local of 15 people you know people learn your birthday you know what i mean people know what your favorite color is it's this really intimate experience really quick and that's why i'd say like a, a pro tip if you if you have access to it Find the crustiest card shop in your town, the smelliest one, and there's probably going to be a weekly there of like ten really good people. Um, and and so th- th- that that's just a, like a little peon pro tip. Yeah, I, I can I can attest to that. Like I, I've had great experiences at both like massive tournaments and and really small and really small events. And I think mixing it up, get building relationships at like these really small ones because you're going to be running into these people over and over again. So that's where you really want to find your sparring partners, which are really important at developing your skill at the game. The I I'd attribute the thing I attribute to my growth as a competitor. I'm not going to speak for peon, but the, the thing that I I'd attribute is, is basically being able to have peon as my practice partner. And we, and we kind of just go back and forth over, over and over again. And there were definitely periods where like he would be, he would be teaching me stuff about about the matchup. I would be teaching him stuff about, about the matchup. We'd go back and forth, and we would always be beating each other. And and I think that's and then finding those people is really difficult at these two hundred person events. But maybe at the at the the crusty card shops, you find these relationships. <laughs> well, and I'm at a I'm at a, I would say somewhat of an advantage having a fifteen year old son that 
wants to play this game somewhat competitively, like we can, we can, we can play literally. It's, it's like being in a dorm almost, you know, it's, right. it's just the two of us. Right. So it's like, you kind of get used to just having that same, uh, you pick up on each, on each other's patterns and everything pretty quick, but like, I don't know, just even as a dad, it's pretty awesome being able to do something like that, like that with him that he, that he enjoys. So, um, it's cool. I, I, Avi and I profess this, this idea that smash is this very intimate experience. You know, the way that you, you change your habits in game often is a reflection or is like a projection of the way that you adapt to any situation in life. I feel like it's a cool thing to be able to like play smash with somebody you're close with, whether it be your son or family member or good friend. I feel like you, you know, and love somebody and then you play smash with them and then you know, love them and understand them like this whole <laughs> this third eye opens up so that's really cool that you guys have that to share with yeah well and i've talked about it on here before but i mean when they were little we went through subspace emissary both my boys you know and it was such an exciting thing every time a new character showed up like because they were really little you know so it was yeah you know yeah, it was it was super exciting too i love subspace yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so fun yeah. So, uh, guys, we want to take some questions from the chat and we're going to, you know, we're just going to kind of talk some fundamentals and, you know, you know, crawler, maybe you've got, we maybe can ask these guys. I mean, these guys are, these guys are veterans, you know, if we got any questions or whatever, I mean, you know, we, we, uh, we, we get the same question regularly. How, how do you, how do I get better? How do I get better? Right. And it's like, I'm not better. How am I supposed to answer this? <laughs> you know, but I mean, it uh, even today, like it, uh, I had to take a break from what I was doing and played a couple matches with Crawler. And we had our buddy, uh, uh, get wreck Becker was in there and, and I have struggled and struggled and struggled against his little Mac. It has been like, just, uh, like I just do the dumbest things and they Mac can, will punish you like no other. <laughs> and so yeah. it wasn't until today that it was like, uh, I, uh, I jumped in with those two guys, lost my first match to crawler, lo- just barely, but lost it. And then lost my first match to, uh, uh, to super Nintendo and then, um, came back and then won both the matches. Again. And I haven't beat his little Mac. I, I mean, I, I may have like when we, when the game first came out, but it's been a while. Usually it's, usually it's not pretty. And Mm. what kind of clicked in my head was just that, like what I want to do in every match where I just impatient, wait for the mistakes, know what approaches work and, and, and do that instead of just continually jumping in front of his fist. Cause it seems like that was the, that's the, that was like my MO, you know? And so, uh, I mean, crawler, you, what, yeah. What, so, well, like you take before you got that? in today, like I was, I was practicing my Roy and I, I think I got destroyed like two or three games in a row. And I told him, I was like, all right, no more Mr. Nice Gun. I went and got Corin and I beat him twice with Corin. And I was like, all right, I've, I've done my piece. I was like, I'll go back to Roy. <laughs> but like, it, it was something that I had to fall back to something that I was comfortable with that maybe is not the most competitive. And that's something I guess you guys talk about is like, it doesn't have to be the meta that you, enjoy this game like uh, i mean that's part of the reason why i've wanted to pick up roy is that i want to have a more competitive character but in in all fairness like i enjoy corin's toolkit that i have and what i've grown comfortable with since smash 4 um but yeah i mean moving forward i i definitely want to try to uh expand like there's some there's some guys in our discord that are just able to put the, put the button on random and still do still do really well. So I mean that's something I eventually want to strive for as well is just getting comfortable with those those move sets and have a I guess that probably comes with a just a really strong neutral game that you can adapt throughout like the roster. Yeah, absolutely. I think like the question uh like how, how do you get better? Like in like in comedy there's this there's this thing where if you ask a comedian, you know, where do you get your ideas? That's like the worst question apparently you can ask because they're like, I don't know, dude, I just, I'm funny. Just get over it. And I feel like <laughs> how do you improve is kind of the smash equivalent to that. Like if you ask Mewtwo King, hey, Mewtwo King, how do I get better? I'll be like, dude, leave me alone. I'm trying to eat McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do, I have thought about this for a long time. I mean, we've made 20 podcast episodes on the subject and I've been trying to I theorize, okay, like what is a, a like, 
what can I just tell somebody? And I think it's just a multi-tiered approach. You know, uh, you have to find out first, what am I bad at? Am I bad at combos? Okay, go to your character's Discord. I guarantee they will either have a, a spreadsheet or there will be a dude who who's in there who will be more than happy to tell you every combo that your character has. You know, are you struggling against a certain character? Go to their character's Discord. Same exact situation. Um, you know, are are you just kind of getting edge guarded a lot? You know, work on your recovery. I think it's all about identifying the weak part of your games and kind of like how Michael Jordan said it. Uh, you know, your make your weaknesses your strengths. And I think you have to just identify all of the different aspects of your play and take them piecemeal one by one. Um, I think that's the best place to start anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love that because there are like pretty simple answers to a lot of these questions. And like Peon said, like learning tech is is mo- is basically mostly about going to that My Smash Corner, that BB Smash Dudes video and saying, okay, that's what it is. They've told me exactly how to do it. Now I just got to do it in training mode a few times. Playing against a character, same, same what Peon said, going into their Discord, getting information. But the thing is, is that like Peon was talking about, but this multi-tiered thing, there's another tier to that. And that tier is like the motivation behind doing it. Like, why would I set out to go to that Discord? What is motivating me to to go in, into that training mode and spend two to three hours there? What enjoyment do I get out of it? And at the end of the day, is is this investment going to pay off in a meaningful way in my life? And the thing is, like we talk about a lot, and like Pion said about learning your weaknesses, introspection and understanding why you play the game and for what and what you want to get out of it solves half solves half of these things because it tells you why are you not doing the things that people are like pretty obviously telling you to do. Do you, are you playing to get better? Are you playing to beat your friends? Like, are you, do you want to get Elite Smash with with Palutena? With Palutena, like, there's very there, there's like so many different reasons that people that people could do these things, and understanding truly what you want out of the game is is honestly half the battle because you're being sometimes you're just being held back by 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 a mentality that 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 is preventing you from being motivated to do these things that seem pretty obvious. AV, if I could piggyback off that, a real-life example of this is AV in college, when we went to college together, he was a dude, he had a bunch of different things. He was in a jazz band, he had a social life, he had a girlfriend, he had, you know, I'm sure he had a friend. Um, and uh, uh, he, in his play, decided, look, man, I'm a mid-level player, I want to be a mid-level player, I don't really care, I don't want to, I don't need to be a pro, I just want to figure out what I can do to beat the people that go to my local. So he employed this strategy where he played as Donkey Kong. And all he would do was ding-dong people. Donkey Kong had this thing where he could do a cargo up throw into an up air. It was a crazy kill confirm. And he simplified his gameplay in the most basic fashion, almost like he was playing a one-player game, and reduced his gameplay to the most simple strategy. And he based his entire play style around that to match his circumstances in life. And uh, it really worked out for me. But he ended up just dominating the region for a long time until people figured out, how, you know, he probably won ten tournaments in a row or something with that strategy. <laughs> and uh, I, I do think that that's why we we give that advice. It's so funny that you say the the, the ding dong. Last night I I watched uh, Congo play against one of the one of the tos, at least somebody that was helping out, right? And a couple funny things happened first. The guy was screaming as uh, Congo grabbed him and walked him to the edge to then throw him off stage. And I mean, screaming, yet I could hear him mashing his controller louder than he was screaming. It was it was that intense. Right. And then right after Congo threw him off the stage, Congo's mom turns and looks at me and goes, that's the new ding dong. <laughs> Dude, I love Congress mom so much. She is so great. I love that she goes all those tournaments. One time I had like I bumped into her physically. It was a, we were in a tightly like, sard- like sardines packed in this corner. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Congo play my buddy J Tails. And uh and 
I'm talking to Kongo's mom, and she didn't really know who JTales was. So she's like, hey, I'm Kongo's mom. I'm like, hey, I'm Pia. Nice to meet you. And she's like, is that guy good? Pointing at Kongo's opponent, JTales. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. She's like, oh, no. I hope he's not good because he's playing my son. And she was just the most chatty, <laughs> lovely woman. I hope, Josh, you got to be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, he just he lives about 40 minutes from me. So, um yeah, it was just that was a that was a that was a highlight of the night because literally this to is screaming, but is he's mashing his controller just so loud, like <laughs> it's like echoing through the place. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, so that's a new definition of the echo fighter. Yeah, right, right, right. So we got a couple of questions from chat. This is from uh, this is from Leo, and it says, "What's a good way to get back into pilot and out of autopilot?" Mm, can I can I take this one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so like I think I was I mentioned the the, the term autopilot uh, beforehand, and the thing is is that there's a there's a there is a strange um, obsession with kind of getting into the driver's seat, being in control of your mind, uh, basically having agency over your play and 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 ba- and basically what you're doing and how you're interacting with the game. And the thing is, this is a bit of a this, this is a bit of a, like a, a fa- like kind of a trap to fall into sometimes. Autopilot is a manifestation of all of the things that you've learned and all of the and basically a a culmination of everything that you've perfected. Uh, when you're all when you're autopiloting, you are just basically playing with all of these tools that are second nature to you. Mm-hmm. Getting when you're piloting, that just means, I think, in my opinion, that you're thinking about the other player. Similar to playing the piano, I've used this analogy a few times. Beginner piano players will look at their fingers when they're playing on the piano. Expert or even basically intermediate piano players will look at the page in front of them. They'll look at the notes. Similarly, in Smash, beginner Smash players will look at their own character and, and, and look at what they did. Intermediate and expert Smash players look at their opponent's character and what they're doing. For most people, pilot piloting is actually just consciousness of what people are doing. You'll find yourself falling into this if you are basically conscientious and aware of what's going on. Getting into pilot is simple is is basically as simple as saying, "What is he? What is your opponent doing? How did you die? How did you get kills?" and be, and being able to mark these things and understanding that. Everything else, like you're not going to, you have no time to practice anything in the game. So anything else is irrelevant. That, that should be autopilot. Piloting and getting back into pilot is as simple as marking things on a checklist. Understanding this is how, this is my win condition. This is how I've been getting there. This is how my opponent's been trying to stop me. And if you are able to acknowledge this and able to be aware of it, I think you have successfully like taking control of of your mind because these things are what informs piloted play. I think for me, my autopilot is immediately back air. That's that's all. <laughs> I, that's like autopilot for me, right? And then yeah. what happens mid game? This happened to me in almost every match yesterday. I was like, okay, back air is not working. Let's mix it up. And I would do short hop down air. And then all of a sudden that's, that's working. And then Nair followed by a jab combo and then Nair followed by a grab. And then all of a sudden I'm comboing all of a sudden I'm at a, I'm at, I'm at advantage over them, you know, and, and things are, things are popping. Right. But before that, as long as I just kept throwing back airs, it's like, I wanted to bang my head against the wall. I'm like, why do I, why am I doing this? Like, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not an effective strategy. Like throw a couple and then mix it up. Right. And I think, I think what it is, is it's, and, and I think we've kind of talked about a little bit on the show, like some of the worst, the worst things that you can do when you go online, like when you go into quick play and then you play against somebody who's way less experienced and all of your bad habits work and you're like, oh, I'm getting better. And you're like, no, you're not getting better. Like, watch that replay. What did you do to win? And if you can see, you can pick apart all the stuff you did that you're like, this does not work against more advanced players. I got to stop it. I have to that's stop what I'm, it. That's what I'm guilty of. 
it, it's the it's the worst because like yeah. you think you're getting but it's it's like a it's messing with it messes with my head because I'm like oh I'm improving I'm getting better and it's like Mm-mm. no because the reality is what what percent and how many stocks did that that player take uh, off of me that really maybe shouldn't have taken any if I was playing the way I would against a a, a better player you know yeah I th- I think what what you and Avi are both saying uh. Av more long windedly than you um, is that is that <laughs> aware, so awareness is so <laughs> is that you need to you need to be aware it's awareness it, if you're autopiloting the solution is you know every time you play a game think am I autopiloting before you even go into the game when I autopilot it's like it's like Inception that you got to like get kicked you got to get out of the dream. Uh, and and you really have to consciously say, okay, this game I'm not gonna autopilot. Even like what I do is I do association techniques. So I'll play a song, and then during the chorus or whatever, or during a certain part, I'll check back in, like while I'm playing. But okay, like as a reminder, like to like kind of reset and to refresh my mind. Like do whatever you have to do, but just it it just <clears throat> you have to be conscious. Is all I'm saying. And I've I've seen that a lot with with music at my local i've seen multiple people with with uh headsets on that will have a have a track on i've even seen them go to their phone and reset the track so it's it i mean that that might be something as well just like find something that you can cause yourself to reset or something like that that that's i mean not a bad idea yeah i like it i like it another question from chad it says this from prime griffin what do I do when I combo in the lab, but play with zero combos in matches? My life, Bible thump. <laughs> oh, prime. So, Power. I mean, I, I, look, the lab time is important because what's going to happen is you get the muscle memory. You're eventually going to start pulling those combos off. Like they will happen. When Ultimate came out, you know how many up throws to up air combos I was landing consistently? Zero. You know how many I'm landing now that are following up to even even bigger combos? I think, you know, in the lab right now, I think my my highest combo is 11. And that's like that's my goal when I go into a when I go into a match. That's the it's just like I like I just talked about how like, you know, from okay, I've done back air. Now I need to do down air. Now I need to do, you know, now I need to start doing some throw. Like I'm at, it, there's so much you're thinking about. You're like at low percentage. Okay. I could get a grab to a down throw to another grab to an up throw. Like it, you know, you, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're playing this percentage games. That's why, that's why I said like, there's a hundred different things. There's probably more than a hundred different things to remember because it also depends. Am I playing a lightweight? Am I playing, am I playing, you know, a heavyweight? What, how's that differ? St- stay in the lab, go in the lab and keep practicing. That that's what I'm going to say. Where are you guys at with that? Peon, where are you at with that? Yeah, I, the, the important thing is, Prime. Are you talking about like, are you doing combos in the lab and then playing online matches? Because if that's the case, you know, your timing might be a little bit different. There's an input buffer online. So before before you cry, you know, about your life before before you uh, do the Bible thumps, um, make sure that you're still landing combos in person. Because that that it could be as simple as that. Um, also what could happen is maybe you're, you're playing a little bit more nervous. You know, it's a real opponent pressures on. Um, and I, I think it's, it's unfortunately, I have nothing more than what Josh added. Just keep playing, keep going for it. No stress, you know, just go, just go hit the guys. Eventually you'll be a combo expert. It's just, it's just a time thing. I think. Yeah. I, I think for me, uh, my the best advice that I think of is something that pianist told me a lot. And that's uh, make sure to be going for everything in friendlies. Like it's like, yeah, you'll be doing it in the lab, but um, just make sure like those crazy stuff, like those attack cancels and those, uh, those really cool combos that you are only getting against those, the training dummies, make sure you're going for it in, again, in friendlies. Sometimes, you know, like you want to win friendlies cause it's like pride against your friends. Like you want to like, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to, and you, you, you do want to be that guy that like, that's like generally winning, but Trust me, it's a long-term investment. Do what Peon said. Just, uh, just under, just, just go for the cool. Just go for everything in friendlies, so that it transitions onto, onto the matches that really count. And one step further, I want you to lose all your friendlies next time you play <laughs> online or offline. I want you to lose all day long. 
but I want you to learn one thing. If it's one combo that's really hard, I want you to land it every match as often as you can and lose. I don't care if you win. Yeah, I mean, Peon's been landing, like, the, the attack canceled theirs, like, all the time now. And, like, and he, like, the moment that video came out, like, Peon was like, I'm on this. Like, and he, he just went, he went in the lab. And not only that, he was doing it in pretty much every friendly after that. And now it's, like, pretty much I, second nature for him. I haven't won a game since. Longest <laughs> of my career. Break that down for us real quick. What is that attack cancel bear? So... Fantastic question. I've been kind of like the John the Baptist of, of attack cancel canceled bears. <laughs> Are you eating locusts and honey, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the promised land. Uh, I wouldn't say Jesus, but that's blasphemy. Um, so, so no, but the, the, the thing is, is attack, attack canceling is a groundbreaking tech. Uh, D1 actually commented on it when my smash corner a fantastic informational YouTube channel about this video. D1 tweeted, he said, watch this and learn and take notes. This might be the most important tech video to ever come out for Smash Ultimate. Certainly, so far, it is. And it's a technique that, when implemented correctly, allows you to use, um, to, to do a perfect turnaround aerial, so like a perfect turnaround back air. Um, like let's say you're Bowser. You can walk up to somebody instantly turn around and back air them uh, where you couldn't do that before. Um, And also it allows you to do an aerial in the middle of your dash, which, okay, what does that mean? Who cares? Why does that matter? Um, It, it allows you to do certain combos and to get certain kills that are true that otherwise wouldn't be. Some characters benefit from this technique more than others but everybody benefits from it. Um, so I would just watch the video and I would, I, I, to get more in depth in, to that, I don't know if it'd be worth it. Okay. Um, I'll find the video and get it in the show notes. For sure. It's important to watch. That's, I think that's the most important thing to take away from it. Got you. Got you. And you know, it, he typed in chat. So lose. Thanks for the advice guys. <laughs> but Honestly, one of the things that keeps me from getting salty I lose on stream all the time, right? But I look at each match and go, okay, what did I learn here, right? Or what did I, like, if I pull off, like, a sick spike that's not just your typical, I've watched somebody double jump and, you know, they had no other option. But, like, if I if I go deep for a spike and then and then make it back to stage, I'm like, no, that was a win for me because I needed it. And <laughs> this actually happened yesterday against the, the kid I beat. It might have been the uh, it might have been the the what like the factor, you know, that changed the momentum. I went so deep for a spike. I couldn't make it back up. And he like turned and looked at me. and was like, bro, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what are you doing down here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I'm impressed that you in your first tournament you're already going down there swinging. Like I've seen a lot of people at their first tournament, and usually the characteristics of their play is very defensive, very scared. That okay, I can't lose. I don't want to lose. They don't take any risks. But I'm happy to hear you going down there oh, and swinging. Oh no, I, it should have been a final stock, you know. But I was like, Mm-mm, we got it. We got to because like I said, I think I got in his head at that point. Like this guy's crazy, you know, like this guy may be nuts. And so I'm like, let's, let's go for it. You know? So, but, but no, I see like, I see Rust Belt talking, like there's so much information and there is. And that's why, I mean, look, we have, I've been playing smash now more serious since the announcement of ultimate. When I started looking at this, I've said it on here a million times. It was so overwhelming. It was, it was so overwhelming. There was just like, how am I going to learn all this? Yeah. It's good. We played in private at late, late nights on Wednesday nights or whatever it was when we first started playing. Cause oh it, my was, gosh, it was so it was bad. Ugly. We would laugh because we couldn't even touch each other. We would like, we would both roll past and then grab the wrong direction and then roll back again and grab the, and we're like, <laughs> cool. And that's so funny. Like that. way down the road now we're like, that's happening, but it's like, Oh no, that's actually kind of intentional, right? Like we're, we're, we're trying to figure out the mind game, but before it was just like, just complete lack of, of knowing what to do whatsoever. So so that's actually one thing that really uh, intrigues me about you guys. Like Avi and I, w- one thing I love about like our our, our podcast relationship 
is that we have completely different perspectives. AV and I are uh, potential, uh, pretentious Smash veterans that that have been in this game too long and just want to spread the, the good news. And and you two are like eager beginners, but from a competitive perspective. And it, it's so awesome to hear like you guys go through that journey. For me, that's what keeps me listening is like listening to your updates, watching you guys improve in game. Um, wh- why Smash? Like you guys, even before you got into it, kind of decided that you were going to get into it. You know, like what got you hooked and what's kept you here like why is it rewarding to you i suppose is my question well i mean i think i've had all the games i mean it's not like i'm new to smash like new to smash in the sense of wanting to get to the point where i can go somewhere in a in a tournament setting and try to be somewhat competitive i mean eventually be competitive but i mean it's i've i've had some some wins when i've been in the loser percent bracket but i mean it's it's a love of just i think i see this game as kind of a romantic kind of thing towards towards nintendo it's it's a love letter to all the franchises that have ever been involved and even now it's branching out further and so this just being like the staple game of last year uh, when when josh kind of presented the opportunity for me i was all about it just because it's been a game that i've loved but i've never been like it was the reason I got a Wii U. I mean, there wasn't, I have like six titles for Wii U, but it was a reason I got the Wii U because it was a smash title coming out on and I wanted to, to have it and play it. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of the reason for me. It's like, I've been a fan of the series back going to, what was that? 99, I think when 64 came out, but yeah, it's just been, it's, it's history. And that's what I love about it. For me, like I come from a, a shooter background, like all the way going back to GoldenEye, right? And I was, I was, I was the best at GoldenEye with all the people I played with. And then we would do Halo land parties, and most of the time, I was the best at Halo. And and you know, and then you you start doing Halo two, and you get online, and you find people that are on a whole another level. I remember the first time I played Halo one through yeah. uh, like Xbox Connect. And like my gamer tag was Neo and all these guys did was kill me and then type out Neo sucks with bullet holes in the walls. Right. Like that's all, you know? And so that was like, you know, some humble pie, but I mean, yeah. but I like, I loved the fact that I was above average player when it came to shooters. I mean, even now we throw in doom on the switch and I'll go in and do, do fairly well with fighting games other than like killer instinct and street fighter. And I was a one trick pony with, with street fighter you know, the uh, uh, heavy kick to sweep, right? Like <laughs> that was, that, that was pretty much it. That would work against my friends, but it wouldn't work really well in the arcade, that kind of stuff. And since Nintendo is kind of lacking in the shooter department and Fortnite for me, isn't something that I really wanted to invest a ton of time in. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't keep my interest. I was like, you know, it's it's time that I finally understand this game. I remember the first time I saw like a fox go under the stage in Melee and come yeah. back. There's a there's a fairly like I'm sure it's a very well-known uh Melee video. If it's it's like a it's like two foxes, I think, and they like they just fight all the way around the stage and I was like that is amazing. Like that is so cool to watch. And I, I think that might even been the first time that I was like, there's so much more to this game, you know? And so there were times that I would sit down like, okay, I'm going to really try to learn this. And then I just wouldn't. And with the popularity of the switch and knowing that it would be probably Nintendo's most popular competitive title, I was like, let's just do this thing. You know, I was really into a game called destiny, had a podcast about it and everything. And um, had some good friends that had another podcast called crucible radio. And the idea what? of their show was just getting better at, uh, destiny. Right. And just documenting the, the, the progress. And I'm like, I'm just going to do that with smash, right? We're just going to, we're just going to document our progress. We're going to bring in people that are, that are much better and, and, and listen to what they have to say. And uh, yeah, heck yeah. Shout outs to Swain birds and bones. I love those guys. Like Dude, love those I love guys. Crystal radio. Yeah. Ah, Josh, I thought we'd be homies because I love bungee games. Crucible radio is amazing. Yeah. The, I mean, those they're guys do great stuff They're, I mean, 
like they're good friends of mine. Like, especially me and, uh, me and Swain and bones, like we've, we've, we've hung out a handful of times. Like they're, they're really, really good dudes. And so it's a small world. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's, wild. it's crazy. So, you know, so that's like seeing the success they had doing, doing something like that. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do this. I want to go into this humbly and go into it. Like, not like, like I'm an expert because I'm not right. I just want to kind of be real. I don't want to fake anything. I just want to go, Hey, I'm going to suck at this for quite a while, but I'm going to document my progress and hopefully people are going to grow along with me. And it seems to be working because we get messages all the time. Like, Hey, I'm just starting and I'm, I'm getting better listening to your show. And I'm like, cool. I don't know that I totally understand it, but I'm super <laughs> glad to hear it. Well, I, I think I do understand it, Josh. I think that you're great. One thing that's fun to listen uh, to both you and crawler um, is you guys foster this like wonderful excitement for the game. It's so genuine and, and it's so captivating. Like when I first started playing this game, I was just hungry for more, you know, more content even before, you know, in the, in the pre-release cycle, new cycle. And uh, I think that a big part of enjoying this or improving at this game is enjoying it. Like a Rust Belt saying, like, you know, there's so much information to I just want to press buttons. You know, if you just press buttons and have fun with the game, you know, eventually you're going to get better. I mean, we me and AB say this, uh, improving in this game is like a mountain. Um, and every time you play, you take a couple of steps of the mountain. Sure, there's, you know, there's faster ways up. You could take a gondola. Every every now and then, if you know the if you know the way around the mountain, uh, but if you just play, you'll improve. And I think that's that's one thing. I bet I bet you do help with people is that you help them enjoy the game more, and then that you know helps them improve. Man, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> he he worked a Celeste call back into that one there. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to, you be Madeline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I will say though, it's like uh, not to be the the bearer of bad news all the time, but um, sometimes when you play, you do take steps down the mountain, and that's okay. Like there's times where where when you play, it's like you get really frustrated with the game, you feel disenfranchised with the game, you feel like you don't know why you're not improving, you hit a plateau, you feel like you're winning using the same things over and over again. Like you mentioned, you were, it's awesome that you were really self-aware. It's like that when you're playing someone worse than you on quick play and you use the things that you got that you can just always get away with. It's like, there's these times where you know that you're either not making progress or you make regressive progress. But like, but the thing is, those are just wonderful parts of the journey. And, and I, and I agree. I love listening in and, and hearing where you guys are at and understand you, and you guys are just all, and you guys are just in this like lose or win, which is what, which is the most wonderful thing for, for us to hear is that, is that just the, the perseverance aspect of just playing the game for the love of the game. Yeah, dude, it's a blast. It's a blast. And we're always learning so, so very much. So, um, and I'm so, I'm super pumped to try these, uh, these attack cancelings into, uh, the attack cancel into bear. Cause like I've been throwing bears in the lab for the last close to a month now and still not happy <laughs> with my progress. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Well, Hey, we've hit, we've hit an hour. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, peon, where, where can we find you? You can find me at peon underscore GCE and of course at beyond metagame Twitter uh, left no room for the, the um, <laughs> at beyond metagame. Um, also guys, you can find me on Twitch uh, at peon chop and um, at, that's peon with a chop and that's all. Avi, <laughs> hey, how about you, bud? <laughs> all right. You can find me on Twitter at a plus my long Indian last name. <laughs> That's right, it's right there. <laughs> a Vaidinatha. Uh, you'll find it at, you'll also basically be linked to it if you go to add Beyond Metagame. Uh, make sure to check out our website, beyond, beyondthemetagame.com. <laughs> there was space for the the on, uh, on the website. So make sure to check it out. It's, uh, we, we have a lot of fun. Right on. Crawler, where can we find you, boss? Uh, you guys can find me hanging out in the Discord, n64josh.com slash Discord. Uh, do you do you guys have a Discord as well for you guys want to promote real quick? Yes, yes. Amy, what's our link to that? Uh, so you can find our link to our Discord at beyondthemetagame.com. If you go to the About page, it'll say, here's a link to our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if you click that, you'll be sent right to it. Sweet. 
and then also just hanging out on Twitter, Nightcrawler724, Nightcrawlers without the E, and then as well on Twitch. Um, we'll get some we'll get some streams up and going here soon. Right on, guys. You can follow me everywhere. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all the places. It's at N64Josh. Um, the show notes for this episode will be N64Josh.com slash SBC 47. We'll have the link to that video with the, uh, the attack canceling, that kind of stuff. So make sure to check that out. And, uh, guys, I just want to say thanks. Thanks. The tournament was awesome. Like it was great gameplay and, and like you guys, you know, the chat and everything, you guys were amazing. Peon, AB, thank you guys for, for putting out great content week in and week out and for, uh, for doing this. We're going to have to do this, uh, again. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, uh, all right. That's going to do it for episode 47. If you guys have a chance, rate and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye now.